welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar-related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on buying and selling. Although the people on this podcast probably think that Jason and I are buyers only, we do sell as well. After 25 years of buying and selling in person and online, the stories have racked up, and today we will need a whole lot of group therapy to get over it. But how is the current guitar market? Is it better to buy and sell online? Which platform is the best? Would you rather buy and sell with a friend? Are trades okay? What good and bad stories do we have? Is it okay to lowball? And when is it time to sell? Well, we'll discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Jason on the Tweed Couch. Oh man, Jason, it is so great to have you again here for some group therapy on the couch for something that I think you and I have been doing for a long, long time. Yeah, thanks Lloyd for having me. I'm I've been listening a little bit and um just man. Lloyd, hold on. Wait, who's this? Lloyd. This is Dr. T, man. Not familiar with you. You're dead to me now. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to go get somebody that I actually wanted to have on. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I happen to know <laughs> that whenever you call me, it's the bottom of the barrel, so good luck with that. Ah, come on now. Come on. I'm just kidding. I know who you are. I'm a big fan. I've got your t-shirt on right now you see it the dr t <laughs> yeah i wow. pity the fool yes and is that a big old fat head of me behind you on the wall um i mean it's just a normal average head well okay so this actually brings up something really interesting is that last night i had a conversation with our friend paul ohms in hawaii oh yes go ahead and mark that down on your bingo card yeah, which one, Paul or Ohms in Hawaii? We no, we've we've added Ohms in Hawaii to our bingo card, I, and I think it's well deserved. It is well deserved, and he's a good guy. We talked for a long time. I we haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks, and yep. he decided he needed a little bit of a of a personal therapy session, a one on one. Okay, so he and called that, and that's you. Good. I'm probably actually breaking like patient confidentiality now. Yeah, you really are. This is a HIPAA violation. Yeah, I was just going to say, you clearly missed your ethics class that you had. I absolutely did. That's all right. All right. Well, but we had a good talk. We had a great conversation, but we need to get to talking about what we're talking about today, which is buying and selling. Two of my favorite things. How long have you been buying and selling gear? (laughs) Oh, man. As, As long as I can remember. I mean, really, like legitimately. And before I played guitar, I bought and sold other stuff too. I mean, just like baseball cards. I know for a while and when I was a kid and yep. gosh, I don't have any idea of whenever I started because I've just been doing it for as long as I can remember. I was actually thinking about it and I went, I started playing guitar back in like 1994 and I have probably been buying and selling since like... 1995 yeah i remember pawn shops oh yeah pawn shops were the best yeah they before not anymore yeah now they're terrible seriously 
So, well, and that, okay, that brings up an interesting point. Let's talk about the current guitar market. What have you noticed in the current guitar market? Well, ever since COVID hit, everybody's paying way more for stuff. Well, actually, let me rephrase that. Everybody's asking more for stuff than they ever have before. The asking price... That's for sure. ...are through the roof, and there seems to be no end to it. I mean, pedals are are going insane. It seems like everybody's buying, or everybody's selling everything for a whole lot of money, but nobody's buying what I have for a whole lot of money, which seems interesting. (laughs) That's true. That's very true. Actually, you know, okay, let's see if you remember this. At one time... You had tried to convince me that a Fender Champ was a good amplifier. And oh I went, yeah, no, that's terrible. Yep, and I, st- I, you know, I'm, I'm actually in the market for one right now. I wish, I kind of wish I still had one. Okay, and so this brings up an interesting point for the the guitar mm-hmm. market and what's happening. The vintage yep. market is nuts. Oh, and for sure. I remember when we used to be able to get that five F one Champ for like, I don't know, two hundred and fifty bucks. bucks? Yeah. 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 And so a black face was maybe $50 more than a silver face. And now we're looking at like seven, $800 minimum yep. for yep. a silver face and for a black face, a grand. Yeah. I saw a guy the other day post a, um, it was like a late seventies champ and seven fifty plus shipping for just a champ, not even a vibro champ, just a champ. Gosh, it's crazy. So that actually brings up an interesting uh, little uh, borrowing thing that I'm doing right now. Dr. Wu, who I've borrowed stuff before, he's the one that I got that uh, that Telecaster, a 66 and a 68 from before. And I I borrowed his 59 Les Paul Jr. He's Uh. letting me borrow a Clark amplification, uh, which is like a, a Fender Tweed amplifier. Yeah, when I say woo like that, I mean not only doctor, but also like, wow. Woo. <laughs> and Dr. Woo's let me borrow this thing, and it is actually a 5F1 circuit. It's a champ circuit. Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. But it's in a big like cabinet that could fit a 12-inch speaker. Sure. And it sounds absolutely amazing. So I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. I'm eating my words. A champ yep. sounds amazing. Well, but that's, I mean, that's not a champ you're playing. Yeah, I was going to say that's, <laughs> that's not true. a champ. But no. champs, champs are good for what they are. They're good amps, and I will, I will stand by that. And anybody who disagrees can disagree. Well, that's fair. It's America. It, yeah. America, yeah. So, okay, here's another one on the vintage market that drives me a little bit nuts. Mm-hmm. Les Pauls. Oh, uh, yes, your brother Les if Paul. You, yes, if you want to get... A 90s Les Paul. I mean, we're talking like three, four grand sometimes. Yeah, which I don't, by the way. Well, which is crazy because the 90s were actually a pretty decent year for a Les Paul. And we are Mm -hmm. talking about like 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. So this is, you know, okay, maybe it's getting old. It's getting a little more, oh, dare I say it, the 90s are vintage. But... Gosh, crazy thing at the end of the day you look at it and you go oh man three four grand yeah i don't think so i mean to me the 90s were just you know 15 years ago when you think about it (laughs) true 
Well, okay. Here's another vintage gear thing. Okay. 70 strats. What do you know oh. about 70 strats? Uh, bullet, headstock, truss rod, bullet. You know mm-hmm. the bullet on there. Three bolt neck plate. Yep. Poly finish, heavy. Yep. Mostly yep. maple necks, big headstock. Yep. yep. They suck for the most part. So it's all those things. So far, you've been checking off all of my not desirable things. Oh, yeah. Things that I hate in a strat. Yep. And right now, if you wanted to buy a 70 strat, you're looking at 2,500 to 5,000 minimum. Uh huh. And yep. It's like, come on, man. I don't know. So. All that to say, I, I know now we're sounding like old people just like yeah. crying at the world. Up, I mean, on, don't get man. me started on a clon. Get me started on a clon because now it's like five to eight K for a stupid clon and a tumness More, is no, far better. You haven't looked in you haven't looked in a while if you think they're eight they're up to like ten some places and, and higher. It's stupid. I, I, it's just I, stupid. And speaking of stupid, I was fine. You're talking about being old. I was trying to find a way to work in like a clon slash colon joke, but I couldn't figure it out on such short notice. <laughs> well, but yeah, when the clon is 50 years old, you're supposed to go ahead and make sure you have your colon scoped. Colonistonomy. Colostonomy. <laughs> Colostonomy bag. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I mean, so all of that. To say that there is actually something on the vintage market that I'm going to say right now that we should all look into because okay. I think it's going to be a sleeper. I've got something in mind too. And everyone's going to thank me in about 20 years. Okay. What is it? Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Blackface Bandmasters. Just the head. Oh, yeah. That's a good Here's one. Mine. First of all, they're cheap. You, I just looked. They're about started at about nine hundred bucks for a blackface. Okay. Secondly, just recently, there's a guy that used one before that has recently started using one on tour again. Little guy I like to call John Mayer. Bingo. And you know those John Mayer fanboys? They will do whatever. Like they wear the same watch as him, and the same shoes, and the same '80s windbreaker that he wears, and yep. they. You know, he, he started wearing over-the-ear headphones with uh, Grateful Dead, or Dead & Company. So what did they start doing? Yep. Wearing over-the-ear headphones, just like, yep. all right. I mean, at some point, you got you to gotta cool it a little and bit. And you know what? He's got to find this hilarious. Like, at this point, I think he's screwing with us all. 100%. Because yep. you've seen him black out all his, like that clone that he has is blacked out. Have you seen that? Uh, yes, I have. A lot of his pedals are blacked out now, and... Everybody yep. and and here's and I'm gonna go ahead. This is just kind of a holish of me, but there is a guy on on YouTube and his name is Justin Jusky. And if if he's listening, he's Canadian, and I'm sure he's the nicest guy in the world. But this guy knows nothing. He doesn't know John Mayer. Not, I mean, nothing. All he does is read forums and you know read the internet about John Mayer. But then he gets on yep. and he does these these videos like he's the authority on everything John Mayer. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's, it drives me insane because there was one time on a forum, he was arguing about the finish of one of the silver skies and he was like, so condescending, like a hundred percent for sure. And then somebody from, I think it was somebody from Paul Reed Smith comes on. And it's like, well, actually, no, you're wrong. We actually did do that finish back then. And he was like, Oh, <laughs> and I was just, and I just, you know, he gets on these videos and he's like, well, here's what the black clon really is. And, and, it just, I don't know. So let me let me step off my soapbox and just say, Justin, 
I'm sure you're a great guy, but stop acting like you know everything. You don't know everything. The well, and actually, wouldn't that make it a better like YouTube channel if he went, I don't know everything, and I would love your input, as opposed to, I'm uppity, and I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Even when I'm wrong, yeah. I'm right. And, yeah. I mean, it's just, whatever. I don't think he's that kind of guy. He's also the kind of guy that wears, like, a John Mayer sweatshirt as he does the videos. So okay. It says Sobrock on it, or does it say, yeah. like, Room it for Squares? It does say Sobrock. It does say Sobrock on it. <laughs> I'm Does gonna, it say gonna, your candy lips and your bubblegum tongue? I'm sure he has it. I have just I haven't seen it yet. I wonder if at that guy's reunion he decided to run through the double doors. Probably. Just scream yeah. at the top of his lungs. I know. That's what I would have so, done. <laughs> I wonder if he feels like you should be good to your daughters. I think I mean I think he is married, but I don't think he has kids. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds I heard good. his wife though. His I do, I do know his wife's name is Georgia, and the other day he was like he was doing a video or something, and she walks in. He's like, Ah, why Georgia? Why? And he's yelling at her. <laughs> it was stupid. It was it was amazingly stupid. I love it. Thank you. Okay, right. so my sleeper okay. is actually I think late eighties Paul Reed Smiths. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you on that. Of course, there are some out there that are going for like six grand, 10 grand, 11 grand or whatever. But you can get like an 88, 89, 90, like CE 24. And you can find it for like 2,500 bucks. Yeah. And And I mean, think about that. Like somebody down the road is going to be like, ooh, I wish I had some of that old wood that Paul used to make back at the 7th Street factory and stuff and so yeah you know what yeah and you're i mean you're talking about wood wood that's 134 years old so that's i mean that's awesome because yeah 134 yeah back in the 1880s 18 you know late 1880s they (laughs) they made the best like they just had the best wood back then so yeah well i'm pretty sure he did take that from noah's ark and created Mm. these these guitars well, that's just, I mean, that's ridiculous. That did not happen. Are you sure? He's from Maryland. I don't oh, think that so they it's the have... Nina, Prenta, and Santa Maria. What is it? Nachos, Lemonheads, Your Dad's Boat? I just screwed that up. <laughs> Please forgive me. Forget that. I do, I do like Step Brothers, though. Okay, so what do you think that the sleeper vintage thing that has not gone up yet is? Okay, well, it's it started to go up, but I called it about two years ago, and I'm going to say it again because I think it's worth repeating. I think the original Tim pedal by Paul Cochran is going to be yep. the next ridiculously priced thing because, you know, he made them for a while, and I've, I've had two or three of them, and he made them, and they were cheap, and a lot of people got them, but they would always get the Timmy instead, and so they didn't get, you know, he yeah. stopped making the Tim. And just recently, he's announced that he's coming out with like a new version of the Tim pedal. And so I think those old version one, version two ones are just going to shoot through the roof. Ooh, that's a good idea. But I mean, they're expensive right now. So let's talk a little bit about new gear. So when we look at new gear, look at the price hikes that's happening. Yeah, everything's going So with all of that, I mean, we're buying and selling. Buying new. What do you think about buying new right now? 
Yeah, I I I prefer to buy used. But if I if I need to, I buy new every now and then. I don't I don't mind buying new, especially if it's something that I you know if it's something digital that I think okay well it's gonna crap out on me in a little while. I don't mind. I'll buy it from Sweetwater. You know, you get the extra two years or whatever. And I figure, gosh, it'll be long gone in two in three years or whatever. So <laughs> knowing me. So yeah, I mean, but I I actually saw somebody post post a um, survey the other day on Gear Page or something. And they're like, "Do you worry about buying used pedals?" And he said he had had problems with them, but I've never had a problem with a used pedal like ever. And so, no, I mean, I always buy used pedals, and I I mean, if you can save, you know, most pedals now, the you know some of them, not most of them, but the boutique ones are two hundred bucks easy. You can get them for one hundred twenty five, one hundred forty bucks sometimes, and so yeah, I mean. That's a, that's a great way to do it. There for a while, I was probably buying new and then selling used, and I realized quickly yeah. like this is not a good way to do things, and so I kind of changed my techniques. And now I'm just a little more yeah. patient, and things things come around if you just wait for them. Yeah, well, and a lot of it does depend on whether or not you're willing to be patient. Do you yep. really need it right now? Right, and there's right. been a number of times while I'm waiting, I will find out I didn't really need that right now. Uh huh. Yep. Gosh, I've, I mean, I've bought things before, and by the time it got shipped to me, I've rearranged my pedal board twice, and that sounds like a joke, but it's not. It's <laughs> so that true. was last night. <laughs> and it wasn't last night. I've settled in a little bit. You and John will be happy to know my pedal board is set. I'll never change it again. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. But. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, that wasn't a joke. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. That was Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when we look at the cost of new, there was a realization that I came to yesterday and I was thinking about all the price hikes that are happening. And actually, Mm -hmm. there's a prediction that there will be another price hike by the end of this year. Yeah, I believe it. I was thinking about it and I was like, man, I remember, you know, way back when these price hikes used to be very little, little tiny increments. Uh And... Now I'm seeing all these big price hikes that are happening by hundreds of dollars every single time. And I started thinking about it and I went, you know, a Strat or a Les Paul back in 1959 would have cost like $300 and $450 with a case. Okay, so like $300 for a Strat, $450 for a Les Paul. Which, if you actually look at the inflation calculator, we're talking about like $3,100 and $4,100 by today's standard. Okay. Well, right now you can buy a brand new American Fender Stratocaster for like $2,100. Or you can buy a brand new Les Paul for like $2,800 with a case. And I go, you know what? Are we just being Karens? Like, are we just like whining about stupid things at this point? Because it was way Probably. more expensive back in the 50s. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that we do that. At the same time, over the last 60 years, we've also got accustomed to something else. And now they're changing it on us. And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah. how dare you? Oh. Well, and there is that. I, do, I mean, prices have gone up a lot, though, in the last. So so they didn't go up there for a long time. And then all of a sudden, and, you know, basically since COVID, they've just like shot up. I, I think there's so many factors that have gone into that. There's the covid and the supply chain but there's also stuff with you know a lot of people talking about having um better wages for workers and and that goes up yeah not to get political at all but anytime you've got 
some factors going on that you've got going. You always get inflation going on, so we've got inflation going on. Mm-hmm. But in 2019, I bought my Silver Sky, and I paid $2,097 for it. And as of now, I think they're 25 something. So I mean, they've gone up yeah. $500 in just you know three years, not two and a half years, and that's a huge jump. And so, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. I've heard a lot of uh, manufacturers too. And I can't remember if this was you saying it or somebody else, but a lot of people are doing that thing where they kind of price it lower to begin with and get people hooked and then start yeah. raising the prices up. So, And I'm noticing that. Yeah, that yeah. was that was probably me. Because I've noticed that even with like Line 6 products. Yeah. I mean, I bought my mm-hmm. Pod Go for like 400 bucks, brand new. Yep. And now they're like $500. And you're like, mm-hmm. what happened? Uh, I don't know. You know? And, and actually our Quad Cortex... We both got a quad cortex for like sixteen hundred dollars, and now what is the lowest price you can get them for? Two grand or something? Yeah, yeah, probably. That's if you can find one. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, we could probably talk about the current market, and there is a couple of things I would love to talk to you about on the current market, but maybe we just need to do another one because, after all, Gibson did just release the Theodore. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and so that's one thing that I think would be kind of fun to talk about. I, I will say this. This is the only thing I have to stand on my soapbox about is that this guitar was designed to be kind of like that double cut junior, like a student model. Uh-huh. And it costs $5,000. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Come on. That's, give, that's Gibson for you. And it probably doesn't what stay in crap. tune either. Yeah. <laughs> No, it it has a it has an Explorer headstock, so it'll be just fine. Oh, okay, okay, good. <laughs> and then Fender actually also came out with their Meteora, and that Meteora, yep, they have been it. like hammering into everyone's face. And actually, yeah. I think I kind of like it. So. I like it too. It's got a it's got some uh, Novo vibes to it. Yeah, absolutely. the The worst part to it is that it has wide range pickups. Ah, uh, well, you can change those pretty easily. Or adjust yeah, the pull pieces like you did. That's true. Very true. Do that yeah. little Fralin mod. Okay. Yeah. So with all that said, we need to talk about dealing online and in person. That's really kind yeah. of what we meant to talk about. So here we are like 20 minutes into this whole thing and we're finally getting to what we were really going to talk yeah. about. That's not like so you to talk and get off Yeah, that. seriously. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> Okay, so let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about dealing online. Okay. So have you ever sold anything online? I, whenever I told Kim this is what we're doing, she goes, does he have any idea who he's talking to? (laughs) I mean, our office in the front living room looks like a pack and mail station. Like I'm... (laughs) I told her about two weeks ago, I go, hey, I just bought a bunch of pedals and stuff. I said, but just so you know, like a bunch are going to be going out soon too. And I swear, I think I, I think I probably have shipped out 10 to 15 boxes over the last week or two. I'm just, I've got <laughs> okay, one right give here. Me, give me a short, <laughs> all right, give me a short list of okay. pedals that have gone out in the last few days. All right. Well, the Morningstar ML5. And the Morningstar oh, okay. MC6. I decided I don't need MIDI stuff anymore. Really? Um, okay. I sold the King Tone Soloist. Oh, what? Yep. 
I sold the Seymour Duncan Power Stage. I okay. sold the Source Audio Collider. I hey. sold. Gosh, what else did I sell? Oh, I sold the Mostortion. Really? Uh, yep. I sold. Gosh, I don't know. I sold a bunch of crap. I just. Okay, I, we're going to have to do another podcast on just what you sold. Okay. I'm just saying, <laughs> hey, maybe we should do a podcast of you and me, and you're just going to school me on pedals. Yeah, okay. I, I sold the FM9 not too long ago. Yeah, and you know what? You really thought that was cool. I remember coming over and helping you like try and figure out how to get the tone just right and get everything yep. together. Yep. And yep. at the end of the day, if you remember, before I left, I said, if you're having to try this hard, why don't you just play the amp? Well, if you remember, <laughs> I've always been of that mindset of why am I twisting all these knobs trying to make it sound like something that I can just now twist with two knobs with the Carmen Ghia <laughs> that I just bought and uh, yes. be just as, just as happy. So, yeah. Yeah. And there, I know. Okay. So uh, let me, let me, uh, if you don't mind, let me get mad for one moment. I need it. I need it. Yes. This is part of the therapy. Let's this, go. This, this goes out to everybody who has a modeler right now and, and anybody who makes modelers. Cause I know they all listen to this. Absolutely. Unless they're in uh, Wyoming. Yeah, well, there's no there's no makers out there, clearly. But when Seriously. I sit down and I hear a Brad Paisley song, I want to adjust the gain on the amp, maybe turn a pedal on, maybe I want to adjust the treble, the the mids, the bass, put some reverb on there, whatever. I don't I don't want to learn about the frequencies that a, a cabinet has naturally. And how to how yeah. to EQ a a virtual cabinet? I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I don't want to yeah. learn how to put a compressor at the end of the chain because it makes it sound a little bit. I don't. I don't care. I don't want to learn how to route yeah. different things. I want to plug in my guitar, and yeah. when and someday whenever I figure out how to play the guitar perfectly and figure all that out, maybe then I'll be like, hey, let me learn uh, how to program a model or two i'm done i'm done with it for now but i'm yep. done with it for now <laughs> i'll buy another one i'll buy another one soon you know you know it i know it ohms and hawaii knows it my brother brent knows it my dad knows it everybody knows it kim knows it yep. we all know it but for now i'm done yeah yes i'm, I'm a guitar yes. player i play the guitar i don't play modelers i play the guitar okay so you just sold all of this stuff off yep what did you sell it through? Well, let me tell you, Dr. T. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I've got a couple of avenues that I push my goods through. Mm-hmm. All black market. It really depends. <laughs> well, I don't I don't see color, so I don't I don't know. You were just but... talking about blackface amplifiers, so don't start with me. Okay. True. Fair enough. <laughs> um All right. People get canceled for that kind of stuff, though. So be careful. You're canceled. Go on. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, I I I am a. Um, it depends on what it is, but I am a gear page slash reverb slash Facebook Marketplace guy. The mm-hmm. most now. Sometimes if it's it depends on what it is. If it's a guitar or an amp, a lot of times I'll put it on Craigslist or local Facebook. Because I want people to see okay. it. I don't want to ship an amp 
shipping prices have gotten insane. If it's a pedal, it, I'm not going on either one of those. I'm going straight to gear page and reverb, usually at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. If, if y'all don't do this, you definitely need to do it. But these little, um, they're called Tyvek flat rate envelopes. These things. Uh-huh. I see them, and they do too. Anything that anything that fits in there, you can you, you it costs seven seventy five to ship, which is a bargain. Because a guy sent me just a pedal the other day, and it was like nineteen dollars just in a box. And you you put it in your box, and I'll put bubble wrap around it sometimes and tape it up real good. Sometimes I'll just double box it, whatever. And then you put it in this envelope, and it's seven seventy five. So go use okay. it. Save some save some money. Keep some of that. Absolutely. After PayPal and reverb fees. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, in reverb fees, I mean, what do they, they take like 5% once it sells plus another like two and a half percent whenever like seven, seven and a half. Yep. Yeah. It's, so it's like seven and a half percent that gets taken from what you do, which is the reason why a lot of times I'll deal with, you know, Facebook marketplace or, Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. or the gear page. Now, granted the gear page, you have to be a supporting member. (laughs) <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah now with the gear page, you have to be a supporting member though, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, I mean it's cheap. It's like I don't know. It's cheap. It's like twenty five for the year. Yeah, because I mean I buy so much from them and sell and and it's I mean it, that that page is a huge time waste for me. So I, I love it. I use it all the time. Yeah. I don't I don't know why mm-hmm. I love it. It's just I mean, it's full of a bunch of a holes. Like if you yeah. if you're not on the in crowd and you make a a post, it'll either get ignored or people just start making fun of you. So I don't ever post anything, but the the uh, the classifieds are great. I look at them every day, a couple times a day. Who's the YouTuber you just mentioned, the John Mayer YouTuber? Justin Jusky. Yeah, the entire forum is filled with Justin Juskies. Yes, 100%. They know everything. Yep. They know it all. They do. It's it's true, and and they don't know it all, but they they know it all <laughs> clearly. Yeah, they do. And, and if they don't know it, but you do, they are happy to make fun of you for it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it is just it's a microcosm of the douchiness of the world. <laughs> but I can't I can't, I can't get away from it. It's like a it's like a abusive relationship. I just keep going back, but yeah. I have learned not to post. I just I just use it to sell because. Everybody in there. I mean, I I think that page is probably the uh, the, the reason for so much of my gear acquisition syndrome. Yeah, definitely. also known as gas, because you see yes. these people's pedal boards and you're like, oh dang, that looks so cool. And then you see everybody mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, they've all got a uh, light speed on there. Let me see what the light speed's all about. And then you get a light speed and you're like, whoo, that's great. That yeah. But anyways, that's get back to your question. Let me get back to it. That is where I have the best luck, I think. And if if it doesn't sell mm-hmm. on there within a day or two, I'll usually put it right on Reverb, and uh, yeah, try to do that. And you know, you got to have strategies because because people people on Reverb a lot of times are are looking for deals. They want to lowball you on stuff because you know they're having to pay tax on it too. So I've started putting on my Reverb ads. I'm like, hey, just want to let you know this is listed other guitar sites and locally as well you know, I have the right to remove the listing or whatever. And that is me basically trying to say, Hey, go check the gear page. Like go look over there because you can save some money there. But, Oh yeah. yeah. Have you ever used eBay? 
I used to use it all the time, but I stopped using it a while ago when their fees went up so, so high. And basically, whenever whenever Reverb came around, I stopped using eBay. So what's interesting is I actually checked it out. And uh-huh. funny enough, the Reverb stuff, you know, you're up to like 7.5% yeah. to sell anything on there. eBay doesn't charge anything to post things up now mm-hmm. for oh, your... Really? guitar stuff and actually you only have to pay six percent now really? on ebay hmm. so it's actually a smaller percentage now granted we're talking about like one and a half percent that's not really that much for yeah, especially yeah. when you're talking about like a you know an 80 dollar boss pedal or something right right but at the end of the day you kind of go Ooh, hmm. what's happening here and i think yeah. a lot of what's happening was the whole purpose was that reverb was trying to get people in and then reverb's yep. fees went up well, eBay's going, holy crap, we lost all these people. Yep. And now they're trying to get them back. Yeah. And also, you know, when Reverb got bought by Etsy, they lost a whole lot of the things that was great about it. Yeah. Before you could call in and just talk to anybody, now it's all automated. You've got this big... It's yeah. Just, it just lost some of the magic. So I'm just kind of waiting for the new whatever's next to be, be here, you know? Okay, so this brings up an interesting point. What about your very first online purchase? Do you remember who your very first online purchase, like what forum or mm. or like platform it was? No, I really don't, but I remember many, many times going to the postal service to get a service money order. Oh yeah. And mailing it off and waiting a couple days. Then you get an email and somebody's like, Hey, I got your money order, whatever. I'm going to send it, and then you wait a couple more days. Gosh, that, that was so dangerous back then. It's Oh, it, yeah. It was so dumb. Like, we just did it without even thinking about it. But, yep. yeah, I remember um, I bought, I want to say it was a lot. Like, at the time, it was like 1500 bucks or something. And I was like, I'm yeah. just going to pay the whatever to have it overnighted and have it signed for or whatever. And I did that. I can't remember what it was, but just those days, it just seems... It seems so long ago, and I remember, you know, like my mom and dad and grandpa and grandma talking about, like, gosh, I remember, you know, not having a refrigerator or whatever, and I'm, yeah. they said an ice box, and here I am, and I, I probably sound the same, like that old man where I was like, yeah, I remember going to the post office, waiting in line, and I was telling Kim the other day, used to to ship a pedal, it was like three fifty. That's about how much it cost, and now, you know, I'm happy to get it for seven seventy five. It's crazy. Things have changed. Yeah, my very first online purchase was G-Base. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I never bought from there. So what's interesting is that I bought from there, but I didn't wait for it to get shipped. The guitar that I bought was my PRS CE-22. Okay. Oh, I remember this story. And my dad worked for the airlines. And at this time, you could fly for free anywhere domestically. Oh, nice. Of course, then the recession hit and yada, yada, yada. And now all of a sudden we have to pay things. But at the time, you literally had to pay nothing just to get on a flight if you were an employee or the employee's kid. Right. And that was it. And so I flew down to Houston (laughs) and I bought this Paul Reed Smith CE-22 from a guy that I just emailed on G-Base. That is awesome. Also, to give you an idea of how long ago this was, he was able to meet me behind security. Oh, really? And he didn't have a ticket. <laughs> yeah. So this is before September 11th. 
2001. So he actually came across over to the other side and he waited. I got off of the plane, walked over, looked at the guitar and went, looks legit, handed him cash. He (laughs) gave me the guitar. I walked back up to the ticket counter and said, yeah, I want to go back. And they were like, have you accepted any packages from any strange people? I was like, um, look both ways. Nope. Okay. And then I got on the plane with a guitar. (laughs) They probably thought you were like some rock star. He's like, yeah, this guy just flew in and, uh, he picked up the guitar, gave me cash and just flew right back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that was, I mean, that was crazy. So for the most part, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. Okay, so we do need to take a break for our sponsors, because if we don't, I swear I'm going to get yelled at. And then we're going to talk about dealing in person. Okay. And then we got to close this whole thing out. Let's do it. All right, let's take a break for our sponsors. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Are you looking for a party with a purpose? If you love music, family-friendly, and camping, then you need to come to LifeFest. In July of 2022, they will have two festivals once again. One at the Sunnyview Fairgrounds in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and the other at the Johnny Cash Hideaway Farm in Bonagua, Tennessee. I'll see you there. Let's hear from another sponsor. Since 2003, the Crestman Guitar Company has been repairing stringed instruments and building custom guitars and basses. In 2021, Kretzman started production of a solid body electric guitar with the goal of providing affordable, awesome looking and sounding guitars that anyone, student to expert, would be proud to play and own. Be sure to check them out at KretzmanGuitars.com. That's K-R-E-T-Z. M-A-N-N, guitars.com. Okay, so let's talk about dealing in person. And I'll tell you what my favorite dealing in person is. Okay, tell me. And my favorite of all of them is dealing with a friend. Okay, was it me? Absolutely. Do you remember all of our, like, purges that we used to do? Yes, I do. It's... It's it's, we, <laughs> it's like historic. I mean, some of the stories it are is. like, really? Wow. There was two separate times where we basically just gathered all the crap we had <laughs> and said, I'm going to sell this off. Do you want any of this? Mm-hmm. And then I gathered all the crap and then it was like, okay, do you want any of this? And then together we got together and went, I'll take that. I'll take this. I'll take this. I'll take this. <laughs> and then at the end we were like, okay, how much do I owe you? And it was like, 250 bucks? Well, is there anything you want for 250 bucks? Yeah. Great, I'll buy it for you. And then yes. you'd buy it for them. And <laughs> it's so much fun. We should do that. We should do that now. I don't think anybody would give up anything. Uh I don't know. I mean, I think we give up things like just little by little. I think yeah. that's that's one of the big differences. Like, for example, in our big gear purges, do you remember? Well, actually, you should remember this because you still own this guitar. The Ernie Ball Access Sport. Um, I do, but I do not still own that guitar. <gasps> I sold it. I had to break this is the chain. Our guitar. We had we had we had a very unhealthy relationship with that guitar. We just passed yeah. it around. 
like an old girlfriend and yeah so i i sold it i i played it one time i was like this neck is way too tiny and i've got too many other guitars now and we have moved on like the prs swamp ass special the swamp swamp ass special um (laughs) (laughs) that's sometimes i get that when i've worked out in the yard for too long (laughs) 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 maybe Maybe you had a long day at work. The AC wasn't working just right. It gets hot here in Texas. Get the Swamp Ass Special. That's that's one of the few times I cracked myself up. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes, you know, you get the standard Swamp Ass, but other times you get the Swamp Ass Special. All right, let's stop this. All right, come on okay. now. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've got the giggles now. All right, I'm gonna your, get. I'm gonna get you, you out of the laugh. giggles. You did your chip no. laugh and it broke me. Okay, I'm stop good. It. I'm good. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I remember whenever I I don't even know what brought it up, but like I just decided I was like I want that PRS Swamp Ash special that you have, and I was like. Just tell me what I have that you want. And you're like, I don't know. And I just like, I made a list of everything in my music room that I could live without. Yeah. And then I was like, this and this and this and then cash and I'll do this. And just tell me how much you think it's worth. And we started just chipping away at it. And you were nice yep. enough to to take that deal. And uh, yeah, yep. still. Well, and I gave faves. it to you for the lowest price that I knew it could sell for. I had had other people that just did a crazy low ball, which is my yeah. least favorite oh, of all it. buying and selling is the low ball. Yeah. You know, and granted, I get it. Somebody may be willing to get rid of it. I don't get it. I hate it. I hate when people low ball people because it like if if you if you go up to something and so, and you see something, let's say I see a I saw just the other day. I saw a um, Greer Lightspeed on Facebook Marketplace. Now I already this have might one, be but... a bingo card thing, by the way. Greer. Yeah, it it could be. Dualist. Solist. <laughs> you sound like Ron Burgundy. KTR. Dualist. This is what we'll start doing to warm up. <laughs> Scotch, Scotch, Klon, Scotch. The Klon KTR was owned by a kangaroo. <laughs> the King Tone Soloist was dueling with a dualist. <laughs> Okay, never mind. That's stupid. All right. So, anyways, I see the Greer Lightspeed, and the guy's asking $190 plus $10 shipping. And I'm like, okay, they sell for $199, free shipping most places. But did I offer him a lowball price? No. Did I tell him he was priced too high? No. What did I do? I just scrolled on. I went on with my life. I... I'm not a gear pager. I don't need to tell everybody what their business is. If he wants to try to sell it for 200 bucks shipped, he can do that. He won't, but he can do it. And so yeah. I'm just I'm just like whatever. And so lowballers to me, they they piss me off because first of all, they're usually guys who flip stuff, and secondly, they're usually preying on somebody cuz I don't know many musicians in the world that sell stuff because they're just like, "Oh, I don't want to have this anymore." They sell it cuz there's something else they want or they've got to pay a bill or something. And so 
for for somebody to prey on that and be like, hey, I know you're asking eight hundred for this, but I'll give you five. That's just saying like, hey, I know you're desperate right now, so let me let me screw you over. And it's just I don't know. I don't I don't like it. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I agree. Okay, so the person who says, hey, I'm trying to sell this for medical bills. I understand it's it costs twenty five hundred new. Okay. I'm trying to get eighteen hundred for it, and somebody says, "Oh, you need it for medical bills? I got eight hundred for you." Yeah. I mean, really? I the person it. is in need, and obviously you are not. Like, yeah. So what? Like, so what's wrong with you? Not too long ago, I saw a post on, I think it was Facebook Marketplace. It was a guy, and he goes. I'm selling these pedals. I'm selling, you know, my amp. I'm selling my my guitar. You know, I love it all, but but I recently lost my job. I'm and you know my kids are more important. I need to make sure there's food on the table. And I mean, I looked at his profile and it looked legit. It didn't look like one of these like gypsy people outside Target, fake playing the violin, you know, trying oh, sure. to get money from you. Um, mm-hmm. But so I saw it and it looked legit. And so. I saw a couple other people talking, and I was like, "Hey, I was like, just send me your send me your PayPal info or whatever." And I sent him. I can't remember if I sent him like fifty bucks or a hundred bucks. And I was just like, "Keep your stuff. Like, I, I'm I'm just gonna try to help you out." He was a praise and worship, you know, kind of guy. Yeah. Um, he had all the pictures. So he know, had two metal zones, maybe three metal zones, <laughs> and twelve delays. All the Strymans and all the reverb. Yes. Uh, uh, and no six. No, I couldn't tell from that, but I could tell from the from the pictures, like his uh, boots. His boots looked like they were like lumberjack right, boots, but really <laughs> praise and worship stages. He was wearing a lumberjack flannel. If you say if you, I'm gonna hang up on you if you do this one more time. No, but he did have a lumberjack. No, I'm kidding. I was did gonna he say have a, a beard. In his hat. <laughs> he had an axe over his shoulder. Do you have a beard? Okay, sorry. Go on. Anyways. <laughs> You could you could just tell because the stage setup he was on was nice and the lights were great. You know you see these bar yeah. band guys and they're playing like on a, a four by six stage with everything crammed on, <laughs> but the praise and worship yeah. guys they've got in ears and you know they've got blue oh, sure. lights and just lights everywhere and they've got a big TV screen behind them whatever. Anyways, so I just I I messaged the guys like hey and I just felt like this really like need to do this and so yeah I just sent him sent him money and I was like I don't want anything. Just hope things get better for you. And he was so appreciative. And I just, you know, I, I think when you get to that point where you're just like, I'll I'll sell whatever because i got to help my family. I think that is a time for us as musicians to step up and be like, hey, I can help another guy out instead of trying to take advantage of him. So that's why I yeah. think uh, low ballers are the taint of this earth. Yeah. And, you know, I don't have a problem with people offering lower. Okay. So, like, for example... Here, here's a great story. I was that. selling my Gibson Les Paul Jr. from 2015. I asked for 950, and I okay. knew for a fact that's a high one. All right, yeah. 950, meh. But at the same time, going rate eh, around 900, 850. So I was like, okay. we'll see what happens. Somebody's gonna lowball me. It's gonna happen. And somebody said, I'll give you 750. And I went, awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Ghosted, nothing. Yeah, sure. Then the next day, somebody said, I'll give you 750 cash. And I went, okay, I'll take it. Ghosted. Mm-hmm. Then I had somebody say, I'll take 750 cash. And I went, okay, fine, I'll take it. Then they responded back the next day and said, I decided to buy another guitar. 
Okay, fair enough. Okay. Then the next day, somebody said, I will give you this acoustic and uh, a Behringer amp. And I went, no. (laughs) Yeah, no thanks. And then somebody said, I have a Jackson. Would you like this Jackson guitar? And I'm like, no. Nope. Some are nice. This is not what I wanted. Okay. Yeah, sure. Then somebody said, I'll give you 750 cash. And I went, awesome, I'll take Mm -hmm. it. Never heard from them again. Okay. All right. So I had 13 offers on this guitar. Seven of them were cash for seven fifty on the dot, mm-hmm. and finally, I just had to meet up with a guy forty five minutes away. He would give me seven fifty cash for it, okay. and I was like, "Good lord! Like, what the heck?" And this is my biggest problem with meeting in person. Yeah, flakes. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest. I've been flaked, and I've been the flaker a time or two, yeah. and. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's remorse of making a deal. Other times yeah. it's legitimate, like, ah, oh, I can't do that. Sometimes it's just like, oh, man, I can't afford to buy this right now, uh, which, you yeah. know, would fall under the remorse. But, yeah, I mean, I've I've had both. In, and just even meeting up, I was I was trying to do a – I just did a trade with a guy the other day. Just – it was a – he wanted a the 8-inch uh, Dunlop volume pedal, and I wanted the – the bigger one. He had the bigger one and he's like straight up trade. I was like, yep, that sounds great. And it took us dang near a week to get, to get the whole thing worked out where we could just meet up about two miles from my house and swap it out. But yeah, we just, it's just, it's difficult. There's a whole lot of, uh, things to be aware of. First of all, you're like, okay, is the guy going to give me, you know, counterfeit cash? Who knows? Is the guy going to, you know, get there and pull a gun and be like, Hey, go ahead and give me that amp. And, uh, I'm not going to give you anything for it. Uh, you know, is it going to be somebody who doesn't show up and you're just sitting there and you just never know. Is it going to be Ted Bundy that's going to be there or mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Is it going to be little Nas X that comes up and tries to, you know, twerk on you? You just you don't know what you're going to yeah. get. You, you don't know. And that that's actually my greatest fear. The last one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So another one that I hate about the in-person yeah. is the tire kicker. Oh, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I actually had a Les Paul Jr., and I walked away from a guy. This was when I was younger, too. It was a custom shop, Les Paul Jr. It was a TV yep. yellow one, and we were playing it. He's, like, looking it up and down. I mean, I mean, and I get it. Like, you, you're whatever. But he's, like, looking at it, and he, like, listens, and he'll, like, strum a chord and listen to the headstock. And, you know, he's like, oh, I think I hear a little rattle in there. And, I mean, and finally I just said... I'm done. I don't want to sell it to you. And like, it sounds like I'm being a jerk here, but it really wasn't like he was just, he was just trying to find anything at all that he could do to be like, yeah, let me take another hundred bucks off. Cause he knew he had me on the hook. And so I thought, forget this. Yeah. I just very politely said, thanks, but no thanks. Put it back in the case, you know, latched it up, got my truck and drove off. Flipping him two bird. No, I'm just kidding. I did not do that. That'd be <laughs> no, funny no, that's not your style. <laughs> that's not your style. As I as I peel out. But, yeah. Uh, that's no, right. I yeah. No, Cracking I can open that. a bush light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cigarette <laughs> hanging off my top lip. <laughs> my make America great again yeah. cap on. So all this probably brings us to our <laughs> final thoughts because we're we're starting to ramble a little bit. Yep. And like, like I'm I'm you know, I tend to do that. Gosh, me too. Okay, so all this brings us to our final thoughts. And the final thoughts that I have are this. 
when it comes to buying and selling, sometimes you buy because it seems right. It feels right. It's exactly yeah. what you want. Yeah. Like the and sometimes when you sell, it's just because you need to scratch another itch and you realize right. you're just not using something to its fullest. Mm-hmm. And so in my final thoughts, I will say this. If you decide it's time to sell gear because you're done with it, it's okay. And if it's time to buy gear and you pay a little too much, it's okay. But what's not okay is lowballing someone on their last leg, on their last dollar. Let's be musicians and let's take care of each other. Have some class. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I mean, it's it's getting late here. It's, you know, whatever. We've been doing this for a while. But I still have so much more to say about this. Uh, we might have to do a part two because I I we barely got into how much I love you stuff. Like, I, I don't think... I didn't think we got into that. And that's... Not really. I really do want to get into that. And I want to talk to you more about my dream of having a guitar shop and everything. Because it, okay. it's going gonna, it's gonna to revolve around used gear. Okay. All right, so here's our next one. Okay, okay. we actually have two others that are on the docket that we okay. want to talk about. The other two are going to be really fun, but okay. I'm going to bypass those two, and our very next one is going to be this. We are going to do a podcast on used gear. Used gear. The end. I love it. Just used gear. Used gear. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Well, that concludes our time of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. If you like what you heard, leave five stars in a review. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Tweed Couch. And remember, you are your greatest asset. Until next time. Come on.